the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Proxy war is exactly what this crooked gypsy in the White House needed. Exactly what he needed. It now diverts, not only among the omnibus bill, but the budget. Remember the budget? Eight months ago, record spending. What happened to the budget? All the other money added up. Exactly how much money is the government spending? And in that budget, what happened to the $1.6 billion? I mean, that was before. The, I mean, the proposed budget was before all of the other bills that passed totaling $3.7 trillion. Exactly how much money is in the War Department, also known as the military budget? How much is, how much, how much are we talking about? Is it, is it $859 billion or, or is it $1.4 trillion? And that's how they get away with it. Just compartmentalize the, the, the days and the numbers and the scams. And now if people start to get a little, a little, they start to question just a little bit. Well, then we bring in, Zelensky. I mean, sure, everyone hated him, and he was the reason that Trump was impeached for the phone call to Zelensky. But now he is the useful idiot. There's no question about it. I will support Ukraine pursuing a just peace. President Zelensky, the United States stands. A just peace. The people that voted for Joe Biden are too ignorant to know who Zelensky is, what was happening in Ukraine for the last seven and a half years. They're too stupid to know that Ukraine was bombing their own people and killed 14,000 of them. So what is a just peace? Was that just? Was that peace? What exactly was there before this so-called invasion? The great people in Ukraine, we stand with you. You're not a great leader. It's interesting. We stand with the people of Ukraine. But you didn't stand with them during this last seven and a half years of a civil war. You didn't care about them. Do you care that this so-called president, imprisoned people that opposed his war. Wrong. Broke apart all of the different parties that challenged his authority. Not to mention what he did to the media. It almost would rival what uh, Joe Biden has done. By the way, we have a famous thing that occurs once a year. We pick the man of the year in Time Magazine. You are the man of the year in in the United States of America. Oh, God. I believe Hitler was, 1938, right? Was Stalin also the man of the year? Yeah, we've had some notable frauds on there. But who exactly is Zelensky? What do we really, really know about the Zelensky man? Could this man be Ukraine's next president? Woohoo! Don't do it! 
знаете, я сразу хочу сказать, у нас сегодня просто концерт, никакой агитации. You know what I like about the voice before the war? It was normal. Now he's got the gravelly voice, like he's actually been fighting a war. Instead of a $400 t-shirt, as he's worth $650 million. Все по-честному, вы же деньги заплатили. Такое еще мир не видел. Cheek is Volodymyr Zelensky's trademark. He and his troop, Quartal 95, are famous for mocking the political elite. So during the election campaign, the comedian simply stuck to his day job and went on tour. The formula works especially well among young people. A good sense of humor is a sign of intelligence. None of our politicians ever makes a funny joke, unless you think our ridiculously low wages are some kind of joke. Ukrainians are the lowest paid workforce in Europe, but their politicians are often inexplicably wealthy thanks to corruption. Zelensky channeled the nation's rage into his TV series Servant of the People, where he plays a fictional everyman president. How come someone earning a school teacher's salary can't even afford a modest apartment in Kiev? Well, you- Boy, he sounds like Elizabeth Warren, right? And Stalin was the man of the year in 1942? Yes. It's an illustrious alum. You guys, who are supposed to work for the people, live in luxurious mansions. Maybe you've made a mistake and you're serving the wrong master. Instead of the people, you're serving the oligarchs. But that's fiction. The real-life Zelensky is himself a wealthy businessman with ties to Igor Kolomoisky, an oligarch who's suspected of a multi-billion dollar bank fraud. The candidate gets annoyed when accused of being Kolomoisky's puppet, as here at a meeting with business leaders. Multi-billion dollar bank fraud, his bag man Zelensky, the actor. So what you saw today and what you'll hear now is a script. This is an act. This is about a bank fraud. And it serves two purposes. It takes your eye off the fraud that was perpetrated less than 24 hours ago. Now those questions will all be swept under the rug And our American oligarchs who profit from this crime of an omnibus bill, they get they have some place to hide, too. So admittedly, I'm pretty proud of the fact that with a Democratic president, a Democratic House and Democratic Senate, we were able to achieve through this omnibus spending bill essentially all of our priorities. Providing assistance for the Ukrainians to defeat the Russians. That's the number one priority for the United States right now, according to most Republicans. That's sort of how we see the challenges confronting uh, the country at the moment. And the victims, the Ukrainian people, once again, are used as fodder, as useful excuses to enrich a government not only steeped in the legacy of corruption since the fall of the Iron Curtain. But what about the 14,000 Ukrainians that were killed by their government? Doesn't bother anybody that we are funding them blindly. The same notable players, the same Azovs and Tornadoes, and yes, they trace back to Stefan Bandera. They are, in fact, Nazis. Let's stop hiding behind it. Let's say it. Say it loud, say it proud. So Mitch McConnell with his old lady face, the grandma from Beverly Hillbillies, he's excited that we're going to continue to fund them. I want questions answered. 
I don't want to just keep listening to this nonsense. We don't even know who this is. I remember when the very Democrats hated him. I remember it. Um, Unfortunately, for many Americans, when they hear your name, what comes to mind is that phone call with Donald Trump and the impeachment of Donald Trump. They wonder what was going on for you. What was going through your head? Honestly, see an actor when they talk like this? Doesn't matter. He was acting as he campaigned. He was the bag man for Ihor Kolomoisky, another notable oligarch crime figure of the Iron Curtain. And then I remember what Joe Biden really stood for when he was vice president and the connection. And I don't just mean the crack smoking son on the energy company. That apparently is news nobody cares about. I'm more interested in the money fraud that's been, per- been happening between the American Democrat mafia and the Ukrainian government, even when Zelensky was only worth $100 million. To convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, I guess, the 12th, 13th time to Kiev, and, uh, and I was going, supposed to announce that there was another billion-dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had. They were walking out to press conference. Said, "No, nah. I said I'm not going to. We're not going to give you the billion dollars." They said, "You have no authority. You're not the president." The president said, "I said call him." <laughs> I said, "I'm telling you, you're not getting the billion dollars." I said, you know, for that, he should have been impeached as a vice president. But nobody gives a rip what Democrats do. You expect them to fail. You expect them to steal. They are Democrats by definition, a mafia oligarch system here in this country. I also remember in June of 2020, before Joe Biden stole the election, IMF executive board approves 18 months of U.S. five billion dollar standby arrangement for Ukraine. You see, prior to the so-called invasion, Ukraine was bankrupt. The money that they had stolen from the IMF under false pretenses and the oligarch that Kolomoisky works for, Ihor Kolomoisky, he was the beneficiary of that fraud. That all went away. And now all you got to do is give Joe Biden what everybody wants to give him. Somebody else's medals. Let's see if he can give this to his cowardly uncle and his dead father. I want to give you something. I want One to guy give you is something. really a real hero, real captain. I have a t-shirt. I'm and fighting all the time. Me to pass his award. He asked me to pass his award to President Biden. You will understand. He is the captain of Heimer's battery. Yes, he's very brave, and he said, give it to a very brave president. Very brave president. Listen here, Kolomoisky. I mean, uh, Zelensky. <laughs> See what I did there? Listen here, Kolomoisky's <laughs> gumad, as it's called in my neighbor, bagman. Front, the guy you're talking to, not only very short in the trousers and has wet socks, five deferments from Vietnam. He's not brave, he's a coward. Everything in his life is about cowardice and corruption. He's never worked a day in his miserable life. And those things you're staring at, that's doll hair sewn to his head. He doesn't even have his own hair. You don't have a shirt with a collar on it. This whole damn thing is a freak show. I want to give you that at the cross. Cross. Military. Yeah, give him the cross. So we have a Nazi sympathizer giving a cross to a president whose main pillar of his policy is to kill the babies. This makes perfect sense. Hurry up. Somebody give the most corrupt country's government billions and billions of dollars and whatever you do, don't ask where it's going. 
married. That is one. Oh, God love it. Yes, that is from him. And, and I have the list. He wrote the list. Yes. I didn't. I think you should all get medals. I think everybody in this country should get a medal from Igor Kolomoisky and his band, his merry band of actors. After all, they've just made a big score. A big score with no strings attached. And ironically, Victor Bout will be selling those weapons to some African overlords who are killing their own people, and they'll be buying it with the $55 billion Joe Biden has given to Africa. And in the meantime, I really think that Russian techno is going to catch on. Go, Victor. Go, Victor. Go, Zelensky. Go, Kolomoitsky. It's like an oligarch party. Somebody get that stripper off the table. Oh, that's Nancy Pelosi. She'll write another check. 312-642-5600. See you in Ukraine soon. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Serves a big purpose, though, Squirrel. Because today everyone's pretending that Joe Biden is the president. And everyone is pretending that America has the money. And everyone is pretending that Zelensky is fighting evil. Really? Nobody wants to talk to anybody, though. Nobody wants to talk about that civil war. Why? That really bothers me. We gave a country that was involved in a civil war with its own citizens money, and we pretended that they were somehow victimized. Brought with me the Omni, 4,155 pages. When was it produced? In the dead of the night, 1.30 in the morning when it was released. Now, people argue that it's conservatives' fault. It's, you don't have the Christmas spirit. Somehow you're holding up government. Well, whose job is it to produce this? So a very close friend of mine, very smart guy, trader for years. First thing I saw him in the morning, he's like, you believe this market's up 500% based on nothing. And I said, well, yeah, I thought about this all day. You see, the stocks are currencies of these companies. None of these companies came out with something new. There's no innovation. None of them changed the direction or have a new management. None of them have massive earnings. Nothing that is a fundamental principle of stock rally. Why would the stock rally? And the answer is it didn't. You see, when they print up this kind of money, it devalues the dollar you hold. And although it looks like a rally, what it really is, is your very currency depreciating by the second. That's all that is. And what this government does is celebrate that by spending more. And they're pretending that we're virtuous. And none of them want to talk about the already hot spots, how we occupy Somalia, what is going on in Yemen, the Horn of Africa, the Middle East. Huh. I wonder how long before Joe Biden's incompetent brother gets a housing contract in Ukraine. After all, they're going to need some touch up. Uh, Steve in Arlington Heights. Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. I saw a headline today from the former news organization, CNBC, saying... Stocks rise on consumer confidence data. I have a feeling the only consumers happy about what's going on right now are named Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell. Who do you, the real question is, who do you think is more corrupt? Zelensky, Nancy Pelosi, Stinky Hammers Paul. I know which one <laughs> has the smelliest hardware, but I don't know which one is more corrupt. In the meantime, Stephen, this is something you have to focus on. Stock market didn't rally. Your dollar went down. Just looks like the stock right. market rallied. Point to a company that did something innovative. 
Point to a company that had some massive profits. Point to a company that has any reason to technically move higher, and you cannot. What you did happen yesterday you. was a devaluation of our dollar and the destruction of it. And then you realize those, that money needs to be printed up because it's in the same year that Joe Biden spent an unprecedented amount into the 2023 budget. No one talks about this. Printed up all these emergency bills. It all subsidizes these companies. This is the greatest Ponzi one, scheme in, a, in world history. I'll give you one more name up there, Sean, because there's a company that hasn't produced anything, but boy, oh boy, are they in on the scam, and that's Raytheon. So you know Lloyd oh. Austin doing a dance right now. You kidding man. me? You would, know it. Would you like to see his portfolio or perhaps his little Christmas bonus? Maybe that's why Zelensky's here. He had to bring it on a plane. Thank you very much, Stephen. Trish in her car. Yes, Sean, um, quick question. I was listening to that crazy bastard, Klaus Schwab. Oh, I love that voice, though, that Klaus Schwab. Give me a little Schwab when she gets done. Go ahead. <laughs> um, he was talking about um, Project 2030 and the, how that the Ukraine war was the turning point. And is, is that because of money laundering or what's the connection? Or is there one? There is. Well, it's that new world order. And see, what they have to do is you have to simultaneously destroy our currency, the U.S. dollar. You have to destroy the integrity and then you have to spread it out so that when you rebuild, the whole world is in on the scam, which is why these countries now are only going to shore up the dollar use rather than correct the spending that destroyed the dollar. You cut more people in on the fraud. And what's going on is the countries that recognize the bastardization of our dollar and the principles of it that spoke up against it, that started to mention, hey, I don't want to use the American dollar anymore. After all, these political whores can just print it up anytime they want. Those are all the countries we're going to war with. And in the year 2022, about to be 2023, it doesn't bother any of the constituents. Not an American citizen says, why isn't anyone talking? I mean, like it was like it was 1840. Why aren't we talking where is the communication? Why aren't we sending envoys to make peace? Because the people who get killed in Ukraine, the people who are getting killed in Russia, the people who get killed in Yemen and all over in Somalia, the Horn of Africa, they don't matter any more than the ghetto kids in the south side of Chicago. None of it matters because the oligarchs will never, ever be in danger and they'll get medals for bravery because we've allowed our country to become a European oligarch run society. Well, and, and with that, all of that, um, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I'm telling you, you come down with me, we secede, we build the wall, Florida and Georgia. Let the whole thing go to hell. Thank you very much, Trish. What do you got for me? Nine, 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 nine. That's not Klaus Schwab. But there it is. Can you imagine that in 10 years when we are sitting here, years? we have an implant in our uh, brains? And um, I can immediately right feel because you all will have Schwab, you fracking Nazi. His father, this all comes back to the Nazis. His father built the flamethrowers for the Nazis. Stefan Bandera was a Nazi. The Azovs are Nazi affiliated. The tornadoes are Nazi affiliated. America is funding it all. 312-642-5600. Illinois Nazis. I hate Illinois Nazis. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. 
The stupidity of the willful slave. Karl Marx knew what you need to do to a society is tap the most basic evil instinct of all human beings, and that's envy, covetiveness. In this country built on property rights, country that did not have an income tax until 1913, and when the tax was passed, it was passed because there was somebody named Arthur Cutton among a couple of other rich people, and they said, if only these people paid, then the government could grow, because prior to that in America, the government was starved by the money it received in transaction taxes. That's how it's supposed to operate. But now we've tapped jealous, unable, uncapable people who know that they'll never be rich. So what they chant for now is that other people pay taxes and they wallow in their own failures and they pretend to be victims. What are they victims of? They don't even know that they're rooting for a totalitarian corrupt government as they worry that it has enough money to do what? These are the useful idiots that vote Democrat. These are the people that don't mind $8.5 billion was stolen at O'Hare when they pretend to rehab it or build a terminal. They don't mind about Jane Byrne exit ramp. They just want to work for the company that's in the corruption. So that's what the Democrat mafia is tapping now. So they're going to parade around tax returns and taxes. The whole time ignoring the fact that what Joe Biden wants to do is tax wealth so that he can cut his friends out of it. So that if you're a Democrat oligarch, you'll be cut out of it the way they're cut out of the income tax. So now if you have a wealth in your family of over $100 million, this corrupt government that cannot account for 60 cents out of every dollar the Pentagon spends, 60 cents out of every dollar, they cannot account for it. They feel the problem is that families that are worth $100 million should pay 20%, 20% of money they paid taxes on as they earned it, and that most of it is in property, then paying property taxes, which allows the communist teacher unions to pretend to be teachers, even though in Chicago the teachers cannot say the word ask. This is the root of what Marxism is. It's built in envy and covetiveness, and it rallies losers. George Naperville. Sean, do you think I'd be left an imbecile president would be able to pay for all these things that he's doing if he would, you know, people like Donald Trump would pay their fair share in taxes? Donald Trump, hopefully, fair share is a problem I have. Whose idea of fair? Donald Trump has paid more taxes in his operating expenses, in his property taxes, in the sales taxes on the maintenance of those properties, in the employee employees that he hires to maintain those properties than Joe Biden has ever contributed. Joe Biden is a cancer in the society as the ideology of Marxism, of socialism, of communism, also known as the American Democrat Party has done. That's why everywhere they rule is a ghetto and a sewer and bankrupt and can only exist if they take welfare money and put it into money so it looks like earning like this fat pig Pritzker did with the money from COVID. They needed COVID, however. Cream puff, Jim. Cream puff? You all right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I know you're not used to being on time. You're a municipal worker. You don't show up the right. bell rings. Go ahead. No, you're right. But that was, it did my heart good. That's the first time the American president got some laughs, even in those dire circumstances. He, he broke the crowd up a couple of times. We were missing that over the last six years. Did he wet himself? Yeah. Oh, no, but it was, it, it, you heard the crowd now, break Jim, out in laughter. Jim, here's I what mean, you... Trump, Trump in six years didn't get one laugh in six years. 
What's all he does is cry. He cries over everything. Every he cries every day. Just, That's all he does. In all, all day. seriousness, in all seriousness, at least this, you go no, ahead. In all seriousness, because I think you're probably. I know a lot of city workers who pretend to be Democrats, but here's the thing: you got to remember, Jim. I want you to answer this. Do you believe that Joe Biden is mentally fit to do anything? Oh, he'll be president again. You can bet your life on it. So I'm, because I'm, I'm, I'm not asking you that. Just, just, just hold on. Cancel it. I'm, I'm not asking you that. I'm asking you a very serious question. Does Joe Biden have dementia? Seriously? No, no. He's, no? he's, he's going to go down as the second Roosevelt, and there's no question about it. You can't Jim, stop him. Jim, I'm going to Nobody can stop him. Nobody can Jim, stop him. I know him, you're you know, in Chicago. Nobody. I know you've been kissing this Irish ass. I know you've been turning the blind eye. And you know it, Jim. You know it. You know it's a mafia. Yeah. You like sitting yeah. on the lap of Dick Mel. You got a cousin who's a cousin. Come on. We're men now. Let's have a conversation. This guy's a, a, a dementia-ridden moron, and he always was. You remember when he lied? No, when he lied about his resume? He will go down in history. And I'm, I'll make you a bet, Jim. It's a shame because I don't know if we're both going to be alive. After all, I'm assuming you're 480 pounds. I don't know how you're alive today. But I will bet you this. He will go down in the next 10 years as the most corrupt, worst president this country ever had. I, I'll see he goes down with the best sense of humor we've had in, uh, since Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Yeah, his sense of humor is a lot like his hairline. You heard the laughs. It was a genuine laugh today. Hey, when was the last time we heard a genuine, especially in those dire First of all, Jim, I didn't, I didn't actually hear it. I'm going to tell you why. Because I don't like scumbags that lie to me. So I watch it in replay. But I will watch it. And I will ask you this. The reporters today that are half the character of the reporters of the 80s that laughed at him because he was a liar and a fraud and a plagiarist in the 80s. Those reporters today, those are children, brother. And they don't, they're, 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 their interpretation of what Joe Biden is or the Democrat mafia means guts on ghoul to me because they're scum they're assets for the seditious conspiracy that is the american democrat party a mafia of corruption and failure that you were a part of all those years and i know you acquired a taste for that irish ass but no one was laughing at him because he's funny they're laughing at him because he wet his pants and nobody wants to point at the trail to his socks uh henry in chicago henry Henry. Yeah. Oh, Henry. Hey, hey, John, how you doing? Splendid. Hey, I got a question. Sure. Two th- I got two, two things. Number one, uh, let's talk a little bit about inflation, because is this a thing that the, uh, the Democrats do to make inflation go up so property values go up higher so when somebody dies, they have to pay, they have to, that's where <laughs> oh, they I get like their this. money from? I like that. It's a very diabolical plan, Henry, but they're not that smart. Inflation is a trick that's done as a, as a side effect of bad politics. It's a manipulation task so that the banksters, as they're called, and the central bank can enrich themselves the whole time pretending to help the American people by bankrupting them. And if you listen to it, if you just strip yourself of everything and you see exactly what happened, that they raised the interest rate six times because they're trying to fight a problem they created with massive printing of money and holding artificially an interest rate so that everyone had to abide by a very bad policy at zero. They raised it six times and then... The debt grows to 30 plus trillion, 31, 32 trillion. And simultaneously with the largest budget in American history, they pass omnibuses and stimuluses and God said, and before you know it, the interest just drowns the American people. But their failure is their weapon because now they have to tax you so they can tax you when you die and you pay taxes your whole life. They could tax you on assets. They could take away your 401k. They could do anything they want. 
because they've picked their favorite citizen. And it is the municipal government worker who has never retired on return on investment just on his loyalty to the Democrat mafia. It's a diabolical plan. But it's not as narrow as, as what you said, although that's a side effect. That's a component of it. It's an interesting point. But yes, they're not interested in doing anything but stripping you of money through a variety of different extortion fees called taxes because they have made the bulk of their money through the scam of destroying the integrity in our dollar. Make sense? Yeah. One more, one more thing. Yes, it does. All right. One more thing. Uh, a couple of years ago, I went to uh, – this is just sort of a uh, – well, I'd like to find out how we can how we can rectify this. A couple of years ago, I went to the Republican Party and said, "Listen, I need." There were first off, when I walked in the door, it's a bunch of old people, a bunch of fat old people yeah. that don't do anything that are sitting around eating donuts and and, and drinking coffee. Yeah. And I asked them, I said, "How do we get something like a CD or or something that we can give to the to the people that we know that are Democrats that have been have been brainwashed by by their teachers?" And the school systems. How do we give them something when they're driving this driving to work that will make them think? And and or whenever they have time, because the people that I know they work very hard. Yeah. Okay. And they work long hours, mm-hmm. so they can't. I, I can't say sit down and read anything. But maybe that. But I had no. I called. I called the Springfield. They could call. Said they could call Springfield. I called Springfield. Got nothing out of Springfield. How do we get something? that we can give to people on Thanksgiving and say, listen, you know, I don't know. I know you don't want to talk about politics. It's Thanksgiving and Christmas. Listen to this on your way to work. Listen to this. Well, you you know, Henry, unfortunately, I I love what you're trying to say, but unfortunately, learning and achieving and living a good life is a voluntary sport. The people who don't want to participate are the ones who vote and support Democrats. So you're never going to get them to pick their head out of their ass. Thank you very much for the call. 312-642-5600. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560. The answer. Do you know what a diabolical system it is to have a government that is completely unrestrained? See, what if every citizen capped out of taxes? What if every citizen, you're, you're, you're only a one man, and I don't give a rip what you do. You pay all of the taxes on VAT tax, value-added tax, called sales tax. On everything you acquire, you always pay that. But when it comes to income tax, you capped out. See, the government is supposed to be restrained by money, not have unfettered access to it so it can become a weapon against the citizens. But what you see is the American citizen devolve into a European serf, a slave, where he actually feels, yes, my 50% of my income is the government's. Yet the government spends its money to promote its corruption. What is the one valid thing the government spent money on? You've spent $110 billion on a war and you don't even know who the players are. You don't even care. You You gave a government, a government that was involved in its own civil war. It was killing its own citizens. And you give them unfettered money? Oh, it makes perfect sense. Uh, Ryan, Chicago. Hey, how you doing, Sean? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Ryan. Uh, so I'm a, I'm a Republican. I have a lot of Democratic friends. I'm 23 years old. Um, I just want to know how many times we're going to be correct about all these things with, like, the Twitter files and uh, just all these conspiracy theories 
how many times are we going to be correct that now we're just going to brush past it and, uh, and basically move on? You know, I'm going to help you, brother, because it takes a long time to figure this out. It's only going to matter, Ryan, to good people. And what you have to make a decision in your life is to surround yourself with good people and to run or to, ne- to eliminate the bad people. This is something that you'll have a high quality of life if you surround yourself with people who have the same character you have. And what you're talking about, forget about Republican. You know, Ryan, I'm not a Republican. I can't stand them either. But I will say this. I believe in the principles of Americanism. I'm ironically the real liberal. I don't want a government fascism. I don't want a government corruption. So if you surround yourself with people like that and you marry a girl like that, and you raise your kids like that, you'll have a great life, brother. But if you try to, cha- really if you try to change people, you're going to have a miserable existence. You're going to go bald, and then you'll have that doll hair like Joe Biden. Nobody wants that. That's right. So make good no, choices, my tall. man. Make good choices. I appreciate it. Hey, O'Hare looks great, doesn't it? It's wonderful. <laughs> another seven and seven billion. After uh, Pete Buttigieg got back from another vacation, he came back gave another seven billion. So unless your name is uh, one of the names on the trucks parked on an expressway or parked on an empty runway, I suggest you get out of here, brother. Thank you very much, Ryan. Stay safe. Hey, God bless. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Kevin, Austin, Texas. Sean, it's been a while. How are you doing? Very good. I haven't missed you oh. one iota, but go ahead. <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, yeah. Hey, uh, I wanted to comment. You said something about you know Democrats don't don't participate. That's why they that's why they vote Democrat. But that's I mean they don't participate. They do a bit wrong. They don't participate in the economy. The bulk of their support comes from underperformers. The bulk of their support comes from welfare recipients. Comes from people on SNAP. Sure, they don't participate. That's their real base. Right, but they do participate in, in elections, and that's the problem. If you look at the York GOP organization, there are 28 vacant precinct committee uh, spots on there. Not enough Republicans, people of small business, things like that are involved. Kevin, I, I love that, involved. but there's such a naivete there. Do you know what happened in Wisconsin? Do you know that what they did is they put a 19-inch PDF on a 20-inch paper when I say they, the Secretary of State, the one in charge of the Arizona. elections, or in Arizona, the Secretary of State of Arizona, put a 19-inch PDF on a 20-inch paper to intentionally jam up the count so yeah, that it would be brought in the back where her employees, where her assets, could say, I count it. And then they count like like Big Jill. If, one for you, and if there were, two for, if there no, were America, two for me. If there were, if there were America first, precinct captains involved, they could have seen that. When it happened, if you have uh, people watching, or if you had voter integrity and you had you had ID law and you had you had technologies that could be audited instantaneously, the way money is funged at the end of a night that trades trillions of of contracts, and they got away with that could do it. But until they got away with it, because not enough people don't make my guy like Ryan, who's a good kid. Don't make him go waste his nights. No, I want his weekends pretending he's going to be a a precinct captain in the sewer of corruption, Illinois. You tell that kid to pack his car up and get the hell out of here because these Republicans are just as bad. That's why Durkin's fat ass brothers are lobbyists. What are you fat pigs at Gibson's? Well, you're like real men. Yeah. Who picked up uh, uh, Pritzker's check yesterday? I got 50, says it was a Republican. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. 
And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. The richest, still a country that people come from all around the world to inhabit. What is the difference? And the idea is the theory of Americanism, the idea of the Enlightenment, that you are not a serf or a slave or an extension of the government. This is the only country that has it. A lot of people fantasize that there are other countries where it's better to live because they have some sort of quasi socialism where it works. I'm here to tell you there's no such place. It doesn't work. You're either a slave that is believing a lie or you're an American. Simple. Now, that time it gets bastardized in American areas, particularly Democrat run hellholes, and they share something with these socialist countries. Oftentimes, their courts aren't based in the principles of law, but in the politics of the judges. When it comes time to elaborate upon this, I can't think of a better person than my next guest it's a fascinating story his name is gordon knight the book is deep six diaries it's one man's story how to fight against the canadian government who is in the same business you're in and what it looks like to go to the court system and ask for help gordon how are you doing very well sean happy to have I'm so glad you made time for me because I, th- I find this to be a fascinating story. And from what I understand, 50 years, it's a family business, right? Your father started it. And, uh, right. and you write handbooks and schematics for electricity, correct? Why don't you fill in my people? Sure. Yeah, we just write basic wiring guides in the Canadian market. So, we've, Sean, we've been a Canadian company for years and years and years, roughly five decades, as you say. Uh, and we were going along swimmingly. I mean, in Canada, we, we do tend to dominate the market because we have a good product. I like your, you had a wonderful intro that you earn every dollar you make. And that was, that was kind of our mantra for years and years. But, you know, Sean, um, the civil service in both countries, Canada and the U.S., is actually involved within uh, a lot of commercial enterprises. And they're not supposed to be, but they are. And they are in an area that affects us. Uh, in Canada, they also write competing electrical guidebooks. So uh, naturally, they were our major competitor. In fact, I think between us, we have 95% of the market in Canada. So we were really their only major competitor. And Sean, uh, you know, civil servants aren't, let's say, stereotypically noted for putting out really good products, are they? I mean, they're, they're noted for many <laughs> You're talking things. to a guy from Chicago, brother. We got potholes <laughs> I could fit a bus in, but go ahead. Yes. Oh, yes. Well, I might be slightly suspicious there, but you know what I'm saying. I mean, and their books weren't selling all that well because the quality just wasn't there. So they had the two choices. They either up their game or they try to suppress their competitor. And, and the latter is what they chose to do. And because their government, they were using the powers of government to be able to do that. Uh, they would actively go out in the market and try to prevent my book from being allowed to be sold in various educational institutions. They would put out public warnings that ours is, our book is a danger to public life. Uh, but if you buy the government book, you'll be safe and sound, that kind of thing. Uh, this is the, we're doing this year after year after year um, for roughly 11 years. And roughly in the middle of that story, Sean, uh, because we weren't going bankrupt fast enough, because we've got a pretty good customer base, uh, they started using those powers of government a lot more assertively, let's say. 
the governments run the court systems, as you know. You mentioned in your intro that uh, uh, there's all kinds of compromises in court these days, and we started experiencing those. Uh, the first case that we had, about five or six years ago now, uh, they took us to court arguing that we were quoting from the rule of law by giving instructions on how to comply with electrical law. It sort of makes sense. But they said we were breaching their copyright because civil servants draft the law. Therefore, they own the law itself privately, and no one can refer to the law without their permission. This now, is an astonishing angle to take. This it is, is a well, it's shock novel. <laughs> so in other words, I mean, really what it is, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, what this is is a yeah. message to all Canadians that oh, yes. everything is Canada's and we allow you to use it until we don't. That's right, including your bank account, by the way. So that's, that's the attitude there, that it's all power all the time in all areas of life, right? The danger here, though, is that the court systems in both our countries are not uh, impartial and unbiased any longer. No. So when this court came to, pardon me, when this case came to trial, uh, the civil service was able to pick the judge. Uh, if you marvel, you know, in the last, say, three or four years in the United States, how many major, like, pivotal cases involving conservatives were presided over by a left-wing judge, you wonder how that's possible. And it, the secret is in the civil servants selecting the judges for these things in these different jurisdictions. They did that with us. They actually picked for a judge between myself and CSA, which is the government agency that was suing me, an employee of CSA. So CSA was the plaintiff, the judge, the jury, the jailer, the prosecutor, everything all in one. And it shouldn't be a shocker that they ruled in their own favor, right? Yes. So, and it got worse and worse, Sean. I mean, we're tip of the iceberg stuff here. But it got to the point about two years ago where I was denied the right to defend myself in court because it was inconvenient to the other side. Whereas if you just shut down the defense, it's easier to win, right? So they would strike all of my filings. They would strike my deposition statements. They would strike anything my lawyer wrote on my behalf. I was not allowed to speak in court in my own defense. Uh, and if I complained about it, and I did, in writing, they then would send me an advisory saying that the court will not consider any communication submitted to it from me. So it, it really isn't a justice system any longer, does it? And Gordon, when you're talking... This obviously applies to your, your manuals and sure. your competition. But when you really think about this, this can now stretch out to every aspect of life in countries that more and more practice government supremacy. So this can happen. This can happen in America with the with the challenge to health care. This can happen in banking. This can happen in every aspect of our lives where we have been walking around pretending that we are anything but serfs to a system that at any time, should we ever pose a threat to it, can take away all aspects of property rights, of 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 competition, of rights to companies we've worked in. I keep thinking about your father. Fifty years. I'm assuming he's not a young man. And to go through this at this stage of the game, to know that the intention is to bankrupt you through attrition and to harm you in the meantime. I mean, this is an atrocity. Yes, and you're absolutely right about that, Sean. I mean, nobody really is safe any longer. The civil servants, people need to understand that civil servants generally, all right, will have far more in common with a civil servant in another country than they will ever have with citizens of their own country. Civil servants regard a foreign government official as one of us, and they'll do quid pro quo back and forth, favors. They'll look out for each other. 
So we have had, I, I, I don't want to rabbit trail you here, but no, the I Canadian like government is actually involved very heavily inside the United States. They run businesses here in competition with Americans and all that. It's actually illegal. But they're able to do it because the U.S. civil service turns a blind eye. And they, they expect a return favor from Canada. You know, so you look at the number of, of U.S. activities in this country that are illegal here, and the government outsources them to other countries. Uh, why do you have all these bioweapons labs in Ukraine, for example, all funded by the U.S. taxpayer? Why is Dominion Voting Systems headquartered in Canada when Canada doesn't even use voting machines? I mean, yes. there's lots of favors going back and forth. And you know, Gordon, you what know, I'm thinking of t- broadcasting from Chicago... Yeah, it's it's what you see when you have the the government worker versus the entrepreneur versus the non-government worker. Their retirement is is sacrosanct and and their retirement is above everything else. And we must tax the people's homes and their corporations and their businesses to pay the retirement of the government worker. So you already have this government supremacy operating in this country in very, very heavily Democrat-run states and cities and towns. And and the reality is you've been dealing with this, and now you're a victim of it. And what are the odds you can stay afloat? Oh, very, very poor. Um, I mean, I think you mentioned the outset of your broadcast, but I'm actually in the U.S. right now. I've been here about two years. Sean, when they started having those secret hearings um, against me, it was about the same time they were trying to convince the court to put me in prison for five years for daring to defend myself against them. And so if you combine secret hearing that I'm not allowed to know what goes on with, with the prospect of incarceration, I mean, this is unhealthy. So I, I actually fled the country. Good for you. I have, I have applied for political asylum in the U.S. Um, that, that will take, you know, I mean, we may not live long enough to see that happen, but it, it's a long process. I've done it. Uh, and so what, kind of what you're describing is, is not only what I lived through in Canada, but it's what I'm going through down here because the civil service has reach. So this Deep Six Diaries book that we mentioned at the outset, the Canadian government has managed to convince uh, U.S. entities and U.S. government to actively suppress this book. So it is available on Amazon, but, you know, I can't sell this book on my own website right now because about two weeks ago, the Canadian government sent a letter to the credit card companies in the United States saying we were guilty of money laundering. Oh, my word. Now, look, we we write electrical books. (laughs) We don't do anything in finance at all. Yet that just saying that we are involved in money laundering, when it comes from a G7 country's government, I mean, it's going to be taken seriously. And that shuts down all your credit card transactions instantly. So when you, when you tar- start talking about uh, citizens versus, it's seen as serfs versus lords of the manor, that kind of medieval yes. concept of government authoritarianism, this is what it looks like in practice. We have a creeping, growing lawlessness on the part of the government itself. And how do you defend against that? I mean, it's, it's a heck of a challenge, Sean. I mean, I'm in year number 11 on this. I'm still standing. My company is still solvent. This book will hopefully help keep us solvent. I mean, that's the hope. But really, it's, it's, it's a long game to no, do this. And, and people do not realize how the concept of, of the Enlightenment about private people being in charge of their own work, their own intellect, their own product, and owning property yeah. in themselves, how fragile that is and how easily that is taken away and this is what i experience in this country when you hear americans 
lobby for their fellow American to have money they've earned stripped away from them because of the thing fair share and the rest of it. You realize what kind of slope you're on. And it isn't that far before you are where you are, where you are a victim for merely operating in business and you are a threat to the government. And it's easier for them to 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 persecute you rather than be your competitor. They can't win in a fair contest. Oh, exactly. And it hasn't been a fair contest. But, you know, that slippery slope that you mentioned uh, about how it can affect everybody. I mean, one of the quickest ways to legitimize government corruption is to legitimize greed. I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to get all philosophical. No, on I time, like but the this. fact is that it's, it's so much easier to take money than to make money, than to earn it. Yes. And the moment you say it's just the same, it's equivalent value to just be on the dole or something or get government bonds or grants or whatever it is. If that's the same thing, what well, I mean, my goodness, why work so hard if you don't have to? And creeping gradually over the course of time, this popularizes, it percolates through society and you get more and more people on an equivalent of on the dole and off of the productive workforce. That just feeds right into the administrative state. Somebody has to administer all the grants. So the yes. government gets bigger, the productive population gets smaller, the ratios start shifting, and before long, too many people are dependent on government to feel safe in voting against government. And that's where you get the leftists getting in over and over and over and over It's again. like looking into a crystal ball, which you're describing is where America will be in every aspect. In a, in a, I say 10 years, the way we're going. It's interesting. Well, you think we got 10? I, I think America has 10, but I don't know. But you have to remember, I do live in Florida, <laughs> even though I visit Chicago a lot. But, and it's a different sure. world in these states that adopt the principles of Americanism versus the ones that practice yeah. fascism. But what That's you know, exactly it's interesting. It. I saw, uh, I experienced a, a friend of mine who be, is a new friend of mine because wow. during COVID, he was, they wanted to lock him down in Canada, how they shut down the Iron Curtain in Canada <laughs> during COVID. And he was here on business and never went back to Canada. And um, <laughs> it's interesting. People don't realize, I, I was in awe. I didn't realize the Canadian government had that ability to clamp down on their citizens at a moment's notice. And I think Americans are ignorant to that. And this is why I think your book, Deep Six Diaries, needs to be purchased. But I wanted to help you. What is the best way that the people who are listening, we sell a lot of books. What is the best way that people are listening can help you and buy this book? And what can they do? Well, spread the word. I mean, deepsixdiaries.com has got lots of information on there. And uh, the book, obviously, we want to sell books. I've, I've got to get some dollars to pay lawyers. Uh, but, you know, Sean, there's another option here down the road that may be of interest to your listeners as well. And that's we've got government invoicing um, on the basis of a number of court cases that uh, took place in Canada. We hold about 900 invoices that the government of Canada is mostly not paying. And under a peculiar quirk in Canadian law, we can actually contract people to do collections for us in Canada. This is my old business. This is huge, okay? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, really? (laughs) This is huge, right? These are what are called sovereign invoice, Sean. So we're dealing with literally several billions of dollars of sovereign invoice, so it doesn't expire, it doesn't stale date. Uh, We pay between 20 and 40% commission on it, so in other words, fairly big dollars. Um, and again, it's legal in Canada. You don't even have to register as a collection agent in Canada. They waived that because the civil service wanted to do it. So they've created precedents that can be utilized by people who would like to make a little bit of money. And Sean, in about six months or so, late spring of next year, we're going to start issuing collection contracts to try to recover these invoices. If anybody's interested in that, 
on the deep6diaries.com website, there's a collections tab. It's got a bit of information there. And you can put your email address in. We'll send you an advisory on when we're getting close to do that. So there's an option there as well. I am very excited about this. I want to introduce Trudeau to a little Mauro's Park collection tactics. I can't wait. <laughs> put my name in the front of it. In the meantime, Gordon, I wish you the best of luck. It has been truly a very pleasure, good. and we will check in again. And I'm going to take – I don't need – I'm not too greedy. I just want about $600 million. I want to walk around with that Zelensky money. So I'll come after the collection, all right? Sounds great. Thanks so much, Sean. Great talking to Thank you. Thank you very much, Gordon. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Who is there? Ding dong. With the kids I thought it was Mike Gallagher. And everyone telling you be of good cheer. Why am I not? It's the it? most wonderful time of See, the year. I'm going to make every one of these people call me colleague. That's what I'm going to do. All right, let's it's have the hap- happiest season. Who's that, Mike? That's Mike Scott, right? Dong. You got Dan Proft on this? Holiday greetings and Dan Proft happy can't meetings. sing. He can barely dress himself. When uh, Ryan, New Lennox. Hey, Sean, how's it going? Good, brother. How are you? I'm hanging in there, you know, just trying to survive another day in this. You'll be fine. Country. You'll be fine. You're an American. We're going to be fine. We're going to come out of this. In the meantime, That's true. sell all your stuff and I, come and live with me in Florida. Go ahead. I'm, I, uh, I'm working on it. Easier said than done, unfortunately. Oh, I know. But uh, you predicted this a couple of years ago, and I saw a headline today on the Epoch Times saying that unvaccinated blood is in uh, very high demand in our nation's blood banks and hospital systems. So uh, you and me, are, I, I think that your quote from a couple of years ago was, your blood's going to be worth millions one day. I t- <laughs> I'm so glad you remember that, because I have been, the minute the government starts chanting something, stay away from it. And I don't care what it is. They could tell me pizza is good for me. I stop eating pizza tomorrow. Uh, I think this is interesting, and I'm very happy, Ryan, that you remember that. At least somebody does. Thank you, Ryan. I'll see you on the beaches soon. Come on, stay positive. My pleasure. Stay focused. See you. Uh, I'll do my I'll do my best. All right, my friend. Thank you. Teresa on the Gold Coast, you better not go to your car. It's after dark. You'll get hit in the head. I know, I know, and I don't. Right, I good. do not do that, Sean. No, because I know what's waiting for me out there. Did you sell your Kia? Because um, they could hotwire that thing somehow you don't even have to be near it. <laughs> no, I <laughs> buy yourself I didn't ha- one of those uh Lori Lightfoot mobiles, the Subaru Outback. You'll be safe. Go ahead. Sounds good. All right, I'll check it out, Sean. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for the tip on that one. Um, I just wanted to say, listening to your interview with uh, Gordon, you know, I have family in Canada, and the problem is the people never complain and the government stays silent. Yeah. That's a huge problem with Canada. You can Huge. always tell how stupid an American is when they talk about how yep. great it is to be a socialist in Canada. And they're too dumb to figure out that before this communist sympathizer, Trudeau, the other prime minister had to go to Mayo Clinic to get heart surgery. That the biggest yeah. problem is they sit there and they wait forever and they pretend it's utopia. It's just such a scam. But in the meantime, yeah. you know another benefit of those Subarus? Say you meet a girl 
who looks a lot like Lurch from the Monsters, you know, like Lori Lightfoot's <laughs> wife. They've got a <laughs> yeah. tremendous amount of headroom in those in those Subaru Outbacks. You could fit that tall son of a gun scarecrow right next to you, and she'll blend right in with the rest of the people in Oak Park. Thank you, Teresa. Appreciate the call. Thanks, John. Anytime. Ross, Oak Forest. Hey, Sean, thanks for taking my call. Anytime. Uh, I was... I was just calling because, you know, I, I hadn't heard anybody really put numbers to what it means to hire 87,000 IRS agents, let alone the scariness of them being armed. You but, know, it's, it's you know, interesting. Just, just doing, What's just the doing some math, I figure, uh, I figure roughly, let's say $100,000 a year benefits. I think that's probably low. That's like close to $9 billion a year they need to collect to even just pay for themselves. So if you're going to have any type of ROI, they got to be looking to double that. So they they got to be looking to get $18-plus billion, and where do people think they're going to be getting that from? It's from the middle-class people. Well, you know what's funny? The IRS employs 75,773 agents now, in the year, all right, in the year 2020. Their budget was twelve point six four billion. So that means if you're going to hire eighty seven, you got to double that, right? Even I can do math. I'm not an IRS agent, but now the IRS division is going to cost the citizens twenty six, twenty seven billion a year. Now, how do they how do they pay for that? And the answer, Ross, is they go over tax returns you already squared up on, and they find any little thing they want because you now have hit the list. You called my show, and. You get audited, but that's you got a secret weapon. His name is Stephen Leahy. Contact that son of a gun. Thank you very much, Ross. Because now you have Thanks, to fight Sean. to keep money you already paid taxes on. Welcome to America. It's a lot like Canada. The people are just dumber. Uh, Dave, Libertyville. Hey, Sean. How are you? Good, buddy. Hey, I, you know, I was listening to Dan and Amy this morning, and they said in this new bill that they were... They were going to increase, uh, you know, small company income taxes and oh, yeah. and personal income taxes. Sure. And I work I work for a company that has 150 people, and you know we're doing all right. But I was talking to my boss, and he's like, "Oh, you know, it's just lame duck session." garbage and i'm like i don't think so the second quarter that they based their their numbers on when it came to employment numbers the government lied by about nine hundred and eighty thousand jobs the uh reality is there's more more americans right now on welfare than there ever has been in the history of welfare 63 percent of all americans live paycheck to paycheck i'd like to know what percentage of that are the business owners which means any little bump and those people that you think you got 150 coworkers, you can cut that down to 80 in a heartbeat. That's what will happen. What will happen in the, in the next year is massive amounts of layoffs. You will have to admit that you lied about the technical recession, and now we will be on the verge of a depression. This is what happens when Democrats scourge, run anything. They have never run a successful municipality. You think they can run a successful country? The answer is no. We're going to be managing forms of bankruptcy until this old short-in-the-pants Irish gypsy is gone from office. Thank you very much. Welcome to the future. You're going to like it. It's a lot like the old Soviet Union past. Do we have a clip? I want to let's let's do a little something. Let's make the people feel good a little bit about something. You're going to have a miserable Christmas. Funds are tight. I 
want you to think about Victor Faust's house, where the party has never stopped. Oh, Victor Faust. He loves this money going to Ukraine. He'll be selling those weapons to Africa. And by the way, Africa's got money to buy weapons now. The United States will commit $55 billion to Africa over the next three years. Nice. Where are we getting all the money? It was a week before Christmas, and through the Senate and House, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The earmarks were hung by the chimney with care, in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The senators were nestled all snug in their beds. I don't know, the more I look at this St. Nicholas, you sure he's not Irish? German? What about the kids on his lap? Sounds like he could be a member of the Biden administration, giving away stuff he doesn't, he didn't earn. And he's got kids sitting on his lap. You sure that Santa Claus isn't a Biden guy? I don't know. Could be. Come on, man. Jim Palos Park. <laughs> hey, you talking to me? Yeah, I'm talking to you, jerky. Oh, man. Merry Christmas, Merry my Christmas, man. Thanks Merry. so much for talking to me. God bless you and your family. Oh, you... Your show needs to go nationwide. How can I help with my big mouth? No, we're know? doing Hey, listen, we're doing good. I, honey Money says we're doing good on the downloads. We even got a couple of G-men in Washington, D.C. listening to me. I hope they're either IRS or FBI agents so they could look up Gats on Ghoul and find out if Sean, one of their dirty wives has my watch from the 80s. Some tramps got it. Go ahead. Sean, you get my vote for anything. Thank but you, Thank you. Don't you think... Um, this is what I heard. All right. Um, it's the most joyous time of the year for the Communist Chinese Party. Not for the Chinese people, but uh, 70% of our Christmas presents are Chinese. Is really? this really true? Hey, man, that's why every all of bicycle, break. every stereo TV, yeah. the TVs can watch you, by the way, just like these cell phones. Oh. We have a communist designed cell phone system. Yeah. Isn't that great? My cell How phone people listen to me all the time. Made phone? Now they finally Can I buy a USA made phone anywhere? No, Jim. I think you could go no. to the one that was on the wall by your mom's house. Take that. <laughs> put it back we on still the wall. have one. We got some. I'm standing right next to oh, it. Oh, that's the best. You get to pick it up. I love the way they ring. Yep. In the meantime, electric. In the meantime, we're, we're, we've got the government spies in our hands right now. You know, I used to be concerned about this, and theoretically, I still am. However, I hope that there's some G-men listening to my conversation so these rat bastards know exactly what I think of them. Thank hey, you very much. Hey, uh, sh- yeah, Sean, ahead. Sean, 77 UT. I'm dumb enough to send my daughter to Harvard and Columbia. She's now a Bernie bopper. All right, you know? here's what you do. What here's F? what you do. Yeah, here's what you do. You give her a bill this Christmas, wrap it up real nice, and say, I've decided that you are right. We're socialists. Now pay me back, you ungrateful little brat. Let's go with that, Jim. I do that. I, I can't believe it, man. Her, her, her guy's parents have a house in France. Isn't oh, that wonderful? Wait, she's married? <laughs> she's married? No, she's not. Oh. She's not. But the ninth floor, it's about a $2 million four-bedroom. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I She's like rich socialists who never give but, away their uh, own money. Not married Not married doesn't work in my mind. Just give her a bill, Jim. You sent her to Harvard and Columbia? you got to be down three hundred grand. Send I'm, her a I'm bill. I'm dying to take her and everyone there, my new granddaughter, to Niagara Falls. Just up the railroad, up the Hudson. Well, listen, you know? focus on the granddaughter. You save that kid, then she yes, gives sir. gas, she'll give her mother a headache, believe oh, me. The old she lady. She'll be looking oh, like, that's cute. all that matters is the grandkids. That's all that matters. Forget about the kids that Sean, turn communists. Yeah. You want to come for dinner sometime? 
Uh, you got my number on your reader. Jim, I, 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 listen, I would love it, but I'm going to get the hell out of here, right? As, as soon as my wife gives me you. the My law. mother-in-law's in Florida. My brother-in-law just flew down to be with her. You come you down know? by me. We'll go, we'll go with a seed to table. You'll like it. In the urinal, they have Joe Biden's face. I can't go to the bathroom enough. Thank you very much, Jim and Palos. Sean, God bless you. I you love too, you. You too, brother. Thank you very much. Tom in Blue Island. Say, Sean, dittos. Sean, I'm hoping to have a... I'm hoping to have a good Christmas, but with all the tension in the air of this latest dummy bus bill is going to pass, it hasn't passed yet. How am I going to have a How am I going to have a Merry Christmas if Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell can't convince us that the world ain't going to come to an end if they don't spend another trillion and a half? First of all, what you're going to do is you're going to tap into the Victor Bout music system, and you're going to party like a Ukrainian lobbyist, and you're going to pretend you're bringing some of this money back to buy weapons and kill innocent people. With it. They love it. Pretend you're in Washington, D.C. Party like a rock star. Besides, you don't have any Democrats. 312-642-5600. Do not spend Christmas with a Democrat. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. She went fast, didn't it, Squirrel? You've been with me, kid. About a year, huh, kid? Hey, you still look like a child. You're always going to look young. You're going to be one of them guys who'll be 50. Somebody will be saying, hey, kid. Honey, bunny. Got the management here. What a great... That's how the time flew by. Tony Riverside. Hey, Sean. While you had the opportunity, I wanted just to say have a Merry Christmas. Oh, you too, Thank Tony. Thank you for all you do. Stay focused, and since you're back here in Chicago, stay warm. Yeah. I hope you brought something other than sandals. I have a fireplace in my house, and I got the my slippers, and I lay in front of the fireplace like a hound dog. It's quite embarrassing if my wife ever snapped a photo of me. I true, I, I lay in front of the fireplace because I've been cold ever since, and I sleep with one of those Fargo hats on. I can't wait to get the hell out of here. Tony, in the meantime. I also I just wanted you to use your platform to, because I know he listens. Merry Christmas, Brian. Oh, Merry Christmas, Brian. I don't know. I don't. You All know right. Brian. Brian from Burr Ridge. Oh, I love Brian. You're talking about my guy. You know, we yeah, have the, my we, guy. You know, we have the same Dude, birthday. You know, I we, used to have to deal with him in the week, please. The best, the best. You know, we uh, we have the same birthday. Do you know that? I know. I yeah. told you that. Yeah, all right. No need to get hot about it. Yeah. See, that's why I love girls from downtown. No, yeah. I told you that. All but, right. yeah, he's one of my favorites. So right. you be good and merry, merry. Merry, merry. Thank you, Tony. Appreciate Bye, it. Bye, Sean. All right. George Hoffman Estates. Hey, Shawnee. Merry Christmas to you and your family, my friend. And Thank welcome you. back to town. You too, George. Right. You too. Got it. Gotta love that Fargo hat. Hey, listen, man. Yes. Thank you for the strength. Hey, you make us so proud. And, and oh. baby, we're never gonna back down, man. Keep, no, keep are you kidding up, me? Dog. Listen, first up. of all, it's like it's like the old neighborhood. It just takes one or two of us to beat a thousand of them. They're all cowards. Thank you, George. You got it, brother. Appreciate you got it, brother. Wait. Yeah. Hey, Sean. Uh, IRS. Yeah. You missed the day at, uh, at at government math, my friend. If we're doubling the amount of workforce. <laughs> 
We got to train them. We got to house them. We yeah. got to arm them. Buddy, it's three or four times. George, you remember head. back at, the, at like 2002 when they got caught in Las Vegas pretending to be gangsters? Do you remember that? Yes. They were blowing yes, the money. Sir. The guy was by the window in the jacuzzi <laughs> with the broads. He's wannabe gangsters. Thank you very much, George. IRS. Right here. Got on Ghoul. I made the money. Now it's your job to take it. Like the real gangster you are. I'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. I think it's worth pointing out. I'm sure it's just a coincidence. My father used to call it a coinky-dinky. Here's a little coinky-dinky. Every country we've gone to war with since World War II, every country we have military occupancy in now, where we're pretending we're not killing people, every country that there's tension, there's one common denominator. They challenge the U.S. dollar. So when I hear a socialist senator... A senator, ironically, who shares the philosophies of virtually every country we've sent soldiers to fight and die in. When I hear her challenge something, it piques my interest. Mr. O'Leary, I know that you are a big supporter of crypto, even after you lost $10 million in FTX's collapse. But you are an experienced investor. So let me ask you, do you believe that the potential benefits of crypto are so promising that we should accept weaker anti-money laundering rules. We should apply the same regulatory structure that we apply to existing trading of stocks and bonds on exchanges tied to broker-dealers. That is not complicated. It's already been implemented in other countries. And so, and I, I, I take issue, Senator, with your concept that it makes it easier to do money laundering. Currencies have been used for drug trafficking since the 60s in the American dollar when it was thrown out of a pipe or aircraft in a duffel bag. The American dollar is also used by bad actors all the time. Crypto doesn't get a pass to help the world's worst criminals. Crypto is a challenge to the U.S. dollar. That's what it is. My next guest is a very interesting, very interesting fellow. He is a legal fellow and manager of Supreme Court and Appellate Advocacy Program in the Edwin Mises III Center for Legal and Judicial Studies at the Heritage Foundation. His name is Zach Smith. Is crypto insider trading really insider trading? Hi, Zach. How are you? I'm doing okay, Sean. Thanks so much for having me on. You know, Zach, um, as you see the bastardization of our currency... As you see the manipulation, and then you hear the political whores that bastardize it, wrap and blindfold people with flags and get our everlasting support for the very dollar that the politicians have destroyed the integrity of, I was a champion of crypto. Now, when you see the crime syndicate that has perpetrated the, the fraud of FTX, and you realize Sam Bankman-Fried kind of traces right back down to the Democrats. Is he a stalking horse? Was this a red herring to be used to clamp down on a threat to the U.S. dollar the way I think it is, or am I overthinking it? 
Well, look, I think in terms of Sam Bankman-Fried, there certainly appears to be very credible allegations of egregious fraud. Uh, but look, Sean, what happened with SBF, as he's known, is not something that's necessarily unique to crypto. Based on everything we know, it looks like this was just a classic Bernie Madoff type Ponzi scheme, essentially. Now, in terms of the challenge to the U.S. dollar, what I think is actually more problematic is certain central banks are exploring uh, CBDC central uh, bank digital currencies, which would essentially take many of the problems that currently exist with uh, fiat currency uh, and tie them with the immutability, the traceability of the blockchain, which is raising some very significant privacy concerns, particularly when that type of technology is being championed by the People's Republic of China, uh, for instance. Uh, oh, that's interesting. You know, we I think I think Americans have a false sense of privacy and anonymity when you realize how much of our life has been digitalized i mean unless you have untold streams of cash the government already knows every dollar you have for every investment you have this is something that they didn't need blockchain or anything we did it with our own social security numbers so are we really pretending that we have a privacy we've never really had for the last half a century anyway well, look, to a large extent, yes. And I mean, look, it's only going to get worse, Sean. Look at what's being proposed uh, with some of the provisions of the current omnibus bill, what the Biden administration has pushed for over the past several months and weeks, lowering the reporting uh, threshold to the IRS from $10,000 to $600 uh, was the proposal. It's what's being put in place uh, right now for some uh, cash-based apps like Venmo, PayPal, other uh, money trans- transmitting services. Uh, uh, so, yes, the government is able uh, to trace what you do financially very effectively. Now, what's interesting, Sean, and what I think is one of the legal debates that we're going to see surrounding cryptocurrency, there are several, but one of the interesting ones to this point is in crypto, there's something called uh, uh, basically mixers. It can make it difficult to trace transactions, and the Treasury Department has sought to ban uh, many of these uh, technologies that are essentially computer codes, and so there are several lawsuits uh, being litigated right now over whether or not uh, the Treasury Department, in fact, has that legal authority to ban this type of technology. This is something that's astonishing to me. Um, Zach, you're you're a legal fellow. I'm assuming you love the law, the concept of law is the shield of the ordinary man. How comfortable Americans have become by using terms ban and, 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 and mandate. I mean, this is something that's shocking to me in the year 2023. But it's also shocking to me that the government can, in fact, trace $600 transactions on yours and my Venmo on our PayPal, yet they cannot account for 60 cents out of every dollar in the Pentagon. Isn't this one giant scam in a legal term, Zach Smith? <laughs> well, look, I think there are certainly a lot of troubling implications uh, from, you know, the government not being able to trace, uh, you know, 60 cents out of every dollar in the Pentagon. Uh, but look, Sean, I think what's the, the kind of taking the 40,000 foot perspective, what's troubling and what we're seeing in, in the crypto space, particularly, is that the rules and regulations aren't clear and the government's 
acting, I think what many would argue, to be in an arbitrary manner, basically taking selective enforcement actions against certain companies. The rules of the road aren't clear. And it's essentially empowered Washington, D.C. bureaucrats to impact the everyday lives of Americans who may be involved in the crypto space. And so this is very troubling. And we're seeing some like Senator Elizabeth Warren taking very extreme positions, using the FTX class to essentially push rules and regulations that would empower her, empower her bureaucratic friends in Washington, and that is a bad path to go down, and one I think we should all be very hesitant uh, when we see this type of legislation coming out of D.C. And Zach, you know, one thing that I think of is that Elizabeth Warren is an admitted socialist. This is a woman that stands against the principles of our currency in the first place, yet she's now going to champion the integrity of it. When the realization is my citizens, my free men and women of America should have alternatives to a a dollar that can be created out of thin air when politicians want to devalue our very currency by whipping up some more debt and hiding it. I mean, I know it's a little nuanced. It's a little Econ 102. But the real problem with our dollar is that we've allowed the most corrupt people among us, politicians, to have unfettered access to continue to create more of it. So why shouldn't the American people be fighting for challenges to a corrupted dollar in the same way other countries have recognized the bastardization of the U.S. dollar? Well, look, I think inflation is certainly out of control, despite what the Biden administration is saying. Uh, But I think what's important, Sean, as people continue to watch the news surrounding cryptocurrency, as they continue to watch the fallout from the FTX collapse, Sam Bateman-Fried, look, that was just fraud based on what we know, plain and simple. Now, of course, he's innocent until proven guilty of any charges, uh, but the information that we know uh, now certainly paints a very tragic picture. And so I think as we hear Elizabeth Warren and others trying to co-opt this, use this for their own political agendas, we should all be very cautious and view uh, that type of demagoguery, frankly, uh, with a very suspicious eye. You know, Zach, I had a a wonderful uh, uh, sisters come to my cigar store today, and they brought their little kids that they're homeschooling. And I think this is an opportunity to really teach the difference between Uh, Ponzi scheme fraudsters and politicians. Sam Bankman Freed simply took money that went into his his organization and spent it in any trivial way he wanted. And he is now a criminal. We have a president and a Senate that takes money and spends it in what they call a discretionary manner and has managed to bankrupt a nation and and, and a government budget that is in excess of $10 trillion. If only Sam Bankman Freed had been a senator, called the money he misappropriated as discretionary spending, he might get reelected versus thrown in prison. Do you think maybe it's a time to teach the kids? Well, I think so. And actually, Sean, I'll tell you, it's worse than that even. You know, the Constitution gives Congress the power of the purse. But what we've seen with the Biden administration, particularly over the past several years, is they just ignore the rule of law, essentially do whatever they want and dare someone to sue them, particularly as it uh, involves certain programs, funding for certain programs. I mean, look at the uh, eviction moratorium, look at the you know, Title 42, look at the student loan uh, issue that's currently before the Supreme Court. And so, again, this is just an absolute abdication of their duty by the Biden administration. It's flouting the rule of law, and it puts us in a very bad place as a country. When you see that it was touted that 70, first it was 40 million, then it was 70 million. It looks like as much as a billion dollars may have been laundered through FTX back to politicians. 
Yeah. Should we tolerate this this sad excuse? And by the way, this is Republicans and Democrats. Kevin McCarthy received some of this money in the same way Maxine Waters did. Should we tolerate the idea that, oh, you can just donate money that was stolen to a charity versus it be recovered by the people who were victimized of the fraud? This is something I find astonishing. I have yet to hear a lawyer come up and say, wait a minute. That you're you're in receipt of stolen assets. You don't get to then give it away. Why is no one talking about this? And if a billion dollars was given to politicians, I want to see it ripped out of their coffers. What do you think of that? Well, look, I think it's people aren't talking about this issue right now, Sean, because it's politically fraught, particularly for Democrats who receive, by and large, the bulk of the money that Sam Bateman-Fried personally donated. You know, one of the charges that he was indicted on was campaign finance fraud, uh, which is was a very interesting charge to see uh, come out of the Southern District of New York, but one that appears to fit the circumstances very well. But what I hope and what I uh, expect is during the bankruptcy process, you know, FTX and its subsidiaries, FTX US, are currently in bankruptcy court. The bankruptcy court has a lot of power to trace back funds, to claw back funds. And so I suspect we may start seeing more of those types of actions being brought within the bankruptcy matter itself as the the new CEO of FTX kind of gets his team in place and continues uh, to get his arms around what exactly happened. Because apparently, you know, things are really a mess at FTX. Uh, right now things are a mess all over the place and this is the part i kind of want your expertise in when you see that um entities like the imf bank have been backing loans foreign policy money laundering as far as i can see and you see that ukraine i'm not asking you to get political and pick a side but one thing's for sure there's a common denominator in some money that has been misappropriated in the country of ukraine for about 15 years when you see billions of dollars already go to ukraine my tally is over 110 billion dollars in particular with this new bill spent will there be a time when the american people have a right to audit the money that has gone to a nation to fight a proxy war or are we just victims of politics And because politicians say we have to give our money to a country that is already steeped in its own scandal, will we be able to audit this money or claw it back? Or should this become something political? I don't want it to be. I want it to become principled. I want to take the politics out of right and wrong and find out about this money. Because I still have some serious questions about the IMF executive board approving $5 billion in 2020, $17 billion in 2019, and and the most of it, I, I, to me, this feels like a cover-up. Am I too suspicious? Well, look, I think it's certainly important to know where the money's going, how it's being used, and have accountability for any money that we provide to Ukraine or other uh, foreign allies. And unfortunately, I mean, you know, I don't have to tell you, Sean, that is something where we've fallen short time and time again in making sure uh, that the money we provide to, to allies in other countries is being used in an appropriate manner. And I think, again, you know, going back to the omnibus bill that the Congress is currently considering, we're seeing vast expenditures of monies in very questionable ways uh, that really raise questions of, one, whether money should be being spent in that way, and two, whether appropriate safeguards and mechanisms are in place to make sure that that money isn't, in fact, being used against our best interests here in the United States. And so, you know, this is a huge problem and one that I think, you know, all members of Congress uh, should pay much more attention to. Zach, when the president 
eight months ago, said he wanted to spend $5.9 trillion, and that was a proposed budget. And then you see all of the omnibus bills. You see the rescue plan. You see the God, you know, they, they just keep naming it. And then you see an omnibus bill, and you realize we're up against a debt ceiling. What, ha- what, what happened to the $5.9 trillion? Or is this all just part of the mix? And when I see a bill come up, and it says $855 billion for the War Department, but they already had a war budget in the in the uh, in the in, in the budget for the year. Are they doubling down on this money? I have I've, I'm having a hard time getting an answer to this question, and I'm doing my own research, of which I think I'm good at it. It looks to me like there may be two times we're funding the military. Is that possible? Well, I don't know, Sean, but, you know, look, we know the Defense Department failed its own audit recently. That's publicly available news. Uh, you know, and frankly, I don't think any member of Congress really knows everything that is in this omnibus bill because they can't. Uh, they haven't had enough time to read it, no. study it, and actually understand the consequences. And part of that is by design, which is unfortunate. It's bad for us as a country. I think reasonable people on both sides of the aisle should recognize this yeah. fact. And yet this omnibus bill is being forced down the throats of members and, and down the throats of us as the American people. And this is no way to run a railroad. It's bad for business. And it, again, it's bad for us as a country. Zach, would you let happens. Maxine Waters balance your household checkbook? <laughs> no. <laughs> Zach Smith, in the meantime, please keep up what you do. A legal fellow and manager of the Supreme Court and Appellate Court Advocacy Programs the Edwin Mises Center for Legal and Judicial Studies at the Heritage Foundation. And can they go to heritage.org to see some of your writings, some of your thoughts? Where can my people go to look you up? Yeah, find me at heritage.org, or you can follow me on Twitter at TZ Smith. That's at TZ Smith, and see uh, what's happening at Heritage. Zach, I have a lot of Heritage people, and you know I love your your organization. But yet there was no invitation to the Christmas party. Should I be offended with by this? <laughs> no, absolutely <laughs> not, Sean. Right. And I uh, we appreciate you having us all on. Thank you, Zach. Talk to you very, very soon. Take care. Have a Merry Christmas. You Bye-bye. too. Merry Christmas. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I don't know. I'm ready to get Christmas over. How about you? Is that terrible? Yeah, well, look at you. You're all got your sweaters on and whatnot. Jim in Campton Hills. Hey, Sean, Merry Christmas. i got to ask you a question. Is uh, Honey Bunny on a naughty list or a nice list? Honey Bunny's always on my nice list, but I could, I, could <laughs> hey, I, lo- ask, I could ask her boyfriend what he says, but we'll find out. Go ahead. All right. Well, I just I loved your last guest, and I just wonder what the over-under is going to be in Las Vegas on this SBF guy hanging himself mysteriously with the, with cameras, the cameras turned off. With the cameras off and the guards conveniently off-duty or something, right? You know, Jim, if you, you look, if you look back... To um to exactly what happened with uh, Epstein, and you look yeah. back at the decades and his involvement in the Clinton Foundation and the being a part of the architecture of the Clinton Foundation, uh, and you realize yeah. that man, I'll tell you, and this kid being all wired in with the parents, he's got his parents on his side. I don't think he's gonna disappear. Um, 
you know, that way. But I do think he'll have some sort of nervous breakdown, and they'll wheel him out like Joe Biden, only this time they won't shoot him up with the B12, the Viagra, and the caffeine. They'll let him sit in the stool and drool. They'll say he had a stroke. And then we could trace it back. Over the cuckoo's nest, yeah, that's right, it. Give him, a, give him a, what Kennedy would do, a, a bottle in front of him or a frontal lobotomy. Thank you, Jim. That'll solve everything. Sam Bankman freed. All of a sudden... Careful, though. The Democrats tend to elect their morons. Uh, Mike on the south side. Hey, I got a, a funny one and a serious one, but uh, Merry Christmas, Sean. I love your show. Thank you, Mike. It means the world to me. Thank you. So, so uh, here's here's a, a funny one. So I want to say like four or five years ago, they had a show on. It was like on PBS, and this family did a Christmas without China. And they had to get rid of, like, everything in their house <laughs> that was made in China. Dude, it's insane. And, Do you know what's funny? I have sweaters that I bought. I didn't realize, like, you buy a sweater, like, from Norway. You see what these things cost nowadays? It's insanity. But go ahead. Yeah, so uh, so anyway, they were allowed, like, one one day a week so they could use their computer so they could actually communicate. But uh, on the uh, on a serious note, on September 10th of 2001, the day before 9-11, Donald Dumsfeld did a press briefing. Hold on, you mean this one? Press- hold on, hold on. We are, as they say, uh, tangled in our anchor chain. Our financial systems are decades old. According to some estimates, we cannot track $2.3 trillion in transactions. We cannot share information from floor to floor in this building because it's stored on dozens of different... And luckily, the attackers of September 11th ran a plane right into the office they were holding that paperwork. Go ahead. <laughs> Honey Bunny is on point tonight. It was me, but yes. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> that was you. Yeah, but, but you know, and it's... You know, you keep on saying, the, like, the War Department, they need to switch the Pentagon back to the War Department so that the American psyche will always be the War Department. Why do they get gazillions of dollars? This mafia, this mafia has committed seditious conspiracy by controlling the language. It is the War Department. This government needed this war. We're fighting a proxy war to deviate from the financial skullduggery that is the American government. What has destroyed the dollar and created inflation is the government supremacists, and they need to be put under control, and we need to get our country back. We must stop the terror. I call upon all nations to do everything they can to stop these terrorist killers. Thank you. Now watch this drive. How'd that war turn out? Mike, thanks for listening. 312-642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. There's Zolinski. You see him all over the TV. He's on every TV. I got four TVs here. He's on every TV. He's in the whorehouse that is Washington, D.C., in a sweatshirt. Wait, we have any sound? Oh, they're clapping. What are they clapping about? The wife of a Ukrainian politician has been caught allegedly smuggling $28 million and 1.3 million euros in cash. It's a lot of money. It's okay. He's going to walk away with $55 billion. Hey, pick yourself up a shirt with a collar in it, will you, bum? Here are the undeniable facts. There are 25 to 30 U.S. funded biolabs in Ukraine. Huh. According to the U.S. government, these biolabs are conducting research on dangerous pathogens. 
Ukraine. That sounds a lot like the allegations Putin made. Anybody talking to Putin? No talking to Putin? Rooting tooting Putin? Nobody's talking to him? All right. It explains a lot. You can get away with a lot of crime, a lot of skullduggery. Anastasia Kodvitska was caught by the authorities in neighboring Hungary carrying cash stashed in suitcases. Oh, Anastasia, you tramp. You should have waited. Now he brings home the real bacon. You could have doubled that. You didn't have to just steal, what, 150 million euros and dollars in your briefcase. You should have stuck around. You could have got billions like Biden. Convincing that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over loan guarantees. Then there's the loan. What happens to the loans now? You know, now that you blew the hell out of the country. What about the environment? Where does it all go? What does it all mean? We did it, Joe. You're going to be the next president of the United States. (laughs) (laughs) And then what about the border? Do not come. Do not come. I'm going to come. Sicko. Scroll you sicko. Oh. oh, that's my favorite part, the end. Craig, Mount Greenwood. <laughs> I got to get my dogs together after hearing all that. Oh, yeah. What the heck? It's a lot going on. Holy. Yeah. Okay. Zelensky hey, uh, in the whorehouse right now with his sweatshirt on. They're all clapping, all the whores and pimps stealing our money. It looks great. Oh, there's Kevin McCarthy. He's right in the front row. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, on the uh, subject matter of uh, corruption and taxes and all stuff like that, I'm thinking about something. You know, remember that Martha Stewart, she ended up being convicted and in, in jail and everything like that. Yeah. And then you think about the, the Cobb Mafia. And I don't know if you, uh, you know about the Mafia, but the, but the name, the Cobb Mafia, C-O-B. The Clinton, Obama, and Biden crime families, they're all teamed up. That's the Mafia, all three of them. Yeah, so but you, the left mafia. Out, you left out the Pelosi's, you left out Stinky Hammer's, Paul. And uh, did you know in San Francisco a ball-peen hammer has two balls? Where's Paul Pelosi? How's his head? Feel all right? He'll be all right. He's at the party. He's hey, there. so anyways... These these criminals, they're all you know, join us are free as a breeze on the ocean on the ocean front of states in it, and they're basically they're running a game war against constitutional Americans and patriots. Absolutely. That's what it's all about. Yeah, it's it's we, we, we that's why I refer to it now. We're in the dying states of America. If something doesn't change. In a hurry, this is the dying states of America. America. That's all it is. It's American Dark Ages. Thank you very much for the call. Alert. Now we are getting our first response from the FBI to the Twitter file dumps. The statement reads, the correspondence between the FBI and Twitter show nothing more than examples of our traditional longstanding and ongoing federal government and private sector engagements. What? Word salad. I wonder if you could investigate. I don't know, FBI. What's some of the money? What's some of the crime? How about some of the kickbacks and payoffs? How about the crack-smoking sun? I guess the 12th, 13th time to Kiev, and, uh, and I was going, supposed to announce that there was another billion-dollar loan guarantee. Huh. And I had got... Who's been killed more? In the same amount of time, if you add up all of the kids killed in the Democrat-run ghettos, known as big cities, New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia, Chicago, L.A., or uh, Ukrainians. And I mean after the Russian invasion. Not the Ukrainians killed by the Ukrainian government as they were in a seven and a half year civil war that nobody wants to talk about. I want to talk about that. Ukraine is in an active war zone with widespread bombing, artillery, and shelling. And 
These facilities, even in the best of circumstances, could easily be compromised and release these deadly pathogens. And how did he get bipartisan support for the greatest election fraud in American history? I know. I know how. Why are we the only ones that give the big money to the Ukraine? We give money to Ukraine. And it's bothered me from day one. And you have plenty of people just here. I say, how come it's always the United States that gets ripped? Frankly, Ukraine, we want to help them. What I was having a problem with are two things. Number one, Ukraine is known before him for tremendous corruption. Tremendous. More than just about any country in the world. Huh. That's how they got bipartisan support to steal the election from Donald Trump. And now they got their money, cash station flow. And it's ringing the register. And it doesn't even have the decency to wear a collared shirt. Could this man be Ukraine's next president? Woohoo! <laughs> It's a lovely language. I don't know how it never took off. Cheek is Volodymyr Zelensky's trademark. He and his troop, Quartal 95, are famous for mocking the political elite. So during the election campaign, the comedian simply stuck to his day job and went on tour. The formula works especially well among young people. He's still on tour. This is like watching a movie. This is a soap opera. And Vladimir Zolinsky, who is Ihor Kolomoisky's bag dog. He's a sign of intelligence. None of our say politicians ever made a funny say, joke. I didn't say it. Unless you think our ridiculously low wages are some kind of joke. Ukrainians are the lowest paid workforce in Europe, but their politicians are often inexplicably wealthy. He's worth $650 million. The money is in Cyprus. You can look it up for yourself. When asked about the money, it's because he had a television show? The whole damn country isn't worth $650 million. They were broke. If it wasn't for the IMF loans, billions of dollars in laundry, now they just get another $55 billion? I think I smell a Irish gypsy gangster. The commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would... You, Yatsenyuk, Poroshinsky, and Zelensky. Why don't you take a walk off a short pier? 312-642-5600. Yats. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. He means Hillary. Uh, Kira, Indiana. Sean, my mother and I are planning a trip to Ukraine and Russia, but we cannot go till August of 2025. Why? Because this regime, it, while they're in power, we are not safe. So I will be a re- reporter in Russia and Ukraine, but not until 2025. Well, did, you but should I, you should write a letter and say you're safer than you are in Ukraine than you are on the south side of Chicago. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So uh, I could tell you stories, but we'll we'll share it another time. All right. But I'm only a week in Indiana, Sean, and you were part of the people that made 
realized I needed to leave Illinois. I will never see Pritzker's news again. I love it. You got out but just in time, man. After January 1st, it's going to be chaos. Go ahead. I And again, I'm just over the border, but just a week in Indiana, and people let me in when I signal. Really? And Yes, and also at the grocery store, they're playing Hark the Herald Angels Sing instead of Frosty the Snowman. Okay, mm. gas, 279, and the billboards say, guess what? Abortion kills. Really? Did, you see, what, did you see what happened on uh, th- compliments of CWB Chicago secretly dispatched police catch catalytic converter thief on the northwest side? His name is uh, Mario Young, and he's got a face tattoo. How many face tattoos you see? It looks like this guy has a jellyfish on his forehead, this ugly son of a dog, this Democrat roach. You see any face tattoos? You see any uh, gangbangers who are stealing catalytic converters with jellyfish tattooed on their forehead? Nope. All right. Nope. Take a look at this Mario Young Caballero and see that he was recently released. Um, so much so, it's, it's six months ago, for, for having a gun in the sewer of Chicago. This scumbag was released on 24-hour notice where he has been caught being part of a, a catalytic converter thief ring. Thank you very much, Cara. That doesn't exist in Indiana. And just a little message for you kids out there. If you see a scumbag with a jellyfish tattooed right between his eyes that says stupid in some kind of language, stay away from that rat Democrat. Uh, Terry, Dyer, Indiana. Hey, two questions for you. Uh So, number one, uh, you got the Zelensky up there uh, speaking to Congress. Yeah. And I took about two minutes of it, and I got sick to my stomach. Uh, This guy's worth $650 million, and... He's wearing some camouflage like uh, he's in a green Six, suit uh, fighting a war. Six hundred fifty really? million dogs like this now. Like he was like he's part of trying. He's trying out for the new patent in Ukraine movie. Now I fight war. I never work a day in my life. But now I have money. I fight war. I'm a warrior. Get the hell out of here. You're an actor, you stupid son of a gun. And they're stealing our money. Speaking of stealing our money, a Chicago woman stole a gun, used it to rob a 7-Eleven, then sold it to a stranger for $30 worth of heroin. This peach's name is Holly Butler, and she is now eligible for food stamps at the tune of $1,300 a month. Oh, it's such a utopia. Maybe after Ukraine is done with the war, we can go buy a condo in Kiev. Something tells me it's going to be worth more than one on the south side of Chicago. And you can talk like this and never wear a collar on your shirt. All right, I'll be back in 21 hours. I don't buy a lick of this phony actor. Let's go out with some. Go, Kepter. Go, Zelensky. Ah, we're all pigeons paying for this. Party like you're a Ukrainian oligarch. That's all I got to say, and a Merry Christmas. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.